You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. another episode of Doing It For The Exposure, the show that just needs someone to play a few tunes. I'm your host, Mannequin Blue, and today's special guest is singer-songwriter Kira Moran. Hi, Katie. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm doing really good, yep. So why don't you tell us a little bit about, because you're a singer-songwriter, and I think you're probably the first singer-songwriter that we've had on the show. So do you want to talk a bit about what you do? Well, thanks very much, Katie. Yep, that's a big privilege to be on this show today. Basically, I am currently recording an EP. I've got four tracks done and I've two more to record. It's called Broken Illusion. And it's basically a portfolio of songs I have written over the past eight years, maybe. I've compiled 16 songs, but I've just had the money to record six. They're basically themed about, there's some stuff about bereavement, there's some stuff about the current modern society we're living in there's some stuff about mental health so I think there's uh, something for everybody in some of the work and it'd be interesting to see when I put it out there you know what the feedback is like yeah absolutely and what style of music would you consider yourself I've many influences I trained classically under Veronica Dunn for a few years and then also I went to the Ali Fermat Rock School then I did BIM. So I have a, a number of influences, but I would say it's very singer-songwriter. The song Open Up These Eyes is kind of stripped back. It's kind of a little bit like, people have said it sounds a little bit like influenced by Kate Bush, who actually is probably one of my favorite artists. I like the quirkiness in her voice. And then of course, she also had that like operatic influence. And it's kind of soulful and yeah, I, I kind of sing from the heart. Yeah, I'd say it's kind of soulful, bluesy, singer-songwriter, bit of rock influence, bit of classical, bit of everything really. Brilliant. That's great. And you said, you know, your songs are, they kind of, they touch on different themes. So like bereavement and, and that kind of thing. Where would you say you get your biggest inspiration from? I think my biggest inspiration in doing anything creative is probably from my personal experience and from my experience of different experiences which have happened to me and different emotions which occur so if something happens and it affects me a lot it um, has an impact on me I will write about it and then sometimes I've just used creating music to cope with sometimes dark times open up these eyes came from a time that I was going through depression quite badly and it just, it's about two different sides of the human psyche, like the shadow self and the repressed part of the human psyche, which everybody kind of has. And it explains, it just explains it very well. And I think a lot of people can relate to that because I think there is a lot of mental health issues out there, especially at the moment in this current climate. But I try to make the, I don't want the music to come across too dark. I try to make the melodies catchy. Losing You then was start off kind of it's all about loss and you know I lost my dad when I was younger as a 12 year old and it is about childhood bereavement 
upheaval came to wake me, the child inside forsake me, how it didn't break me through and through. I took so much for granted, I left the world enchanted, the seed that had been planted found anew. So it's just about a child who loses a parent and how they struggle to cope, but how every loss that they encounter throughout life, because we're always losing things in relationships or people, we're always moving on, we're always transitioning, we're always losing parts of ourselves. And every seven years we change, so we're always developing and evolving and you know, it, it's just kind of conveying the emotion of loss. Then the, the Become Our Own Thief song, that was just about a relationship that I was in that was very toxic. And it's also about how you're influenced by other people and how they can maybe make you become your own worst enemy. And it's just about being your own worst enemy. But I, I decided to uh, phrase it a bit differently become our own thief so I recorded that with Terry Merrick and Terry did the music on that with me as well so we put that down as a co-write then Smash the Glass I worked with Terry Merrick on that as well that is about how everything has become very disposable today in our society like we're all kind of I think it's hit on it today how we're all in this bubble and suddenly COVID-19 came and we lost so much and it's like smash the glass, a thousand pieces fall. What's left is one of us inside trying to stay alive. And also the bridge part, maybe it's all a lie. We play the part. Like it talks about how everything is not real. Nothing is ever as it seems. And I think it's an honest, it's an honest song and kind of reflective of what we're going through at the moment. And then there's another song about broken illusion. I've yet to record that again is about a relationship, but you know, the themes about everything being kind of like false persona, just the thing that everything is kind of a false persona. Nothing is totally real. And yeah, that, that's kind of the theme of, of the, of the music. So I've another two songs to record for that and then I'll be kind of finished with it. So hopefully people like it or get some kind of a following online or, or, or something. Yeah, definitely. No, you've got some really, really strong themes in there. And it, it's always really interesting to hear because like when you're listening to a singer songwriter, you're listening to the lyrics, people tend to sometimes put their own meanings onto the songs and they say, oh, I think it means this. I think it means that. But it's, it's always great to hear what the actual creator was feeling at the time. It just, it's amazing that you can, you can have so many different things. You know, someone will hear something and they hear something completely different, but it's, it's great hearing your personal experience of it. Thanks so much, Casey. Yeah. It, sometimes you have to be careful as well if you over explain it because Art should be open to interpretation the whole time and everybody will see something different. I mean, I might see childhood bereavement in somebody and somebody else has, has said to me, oh, this reminded me of unrequited love. So, you know, that, that's what it means to them. Yeah, and it is a form of grief. Like, it doesn't matter really what it is. It's a form of grief. You know, unrequited love is a form of grief or ending a relationship or childhood bereavement. Like, it, you still go through a really tough time with it, you know? Yeah. But I think, yeah, I think from a lot of tough experiences, great art is, is often created, you know, you can get a lot of inspiration. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's always fascinating to see as well how different people cope. So, you know, like yourself, you would, you know, you put it into your music, another person might paint something or sculpt something or 
whatever it is like it's just it's amazing to see what brings people comfort and and what they can make from that yeah definitely it's a great release and particularly in times where we're quite restricted it's great to have your the art the music as a tool where you can create or you can draw or you can write because it is a movement of energy every time you create something it's it's a movement of of energy and it's it's a vehicle in how we are transitioning through emotions that's actually a really lovely way of putting it yeah i've never heard it like that before well thanks katie yeah. well i know that you're very creative yourself <laughs> all the great work that you do oh, i dabble <laughs> oh, i would say a little bit <laughs> you don't, I'd say you do a lot more than dabble now. Your work is fantastic. Oh, thank you. <laughs> We're here to talk about you, though. <laughs> but um, yeah, so you have some. Ex- you have quite a bit of experience in performing your music as well as recording. Do you want to talk about that? Yeah, I've I've gigged a lot of covers and stuff, but I've also gigged my original material a lot, just open mics, and I. <sighs> Performed in the National Concert Hall, performed the RT Drama Festival, and I, I've I've done a lot of different different gigs. BIM Live, I got a chance to perform some of my original material. Also, I was on Near FM there a while back, and I was I've performed some of my original material. So yeah, I'm always looking at ways to try and get the music out there and accompany other artists. You know, where wherever they're is music on or if there's different functions it's kind of hard at the moment because there are not there are not many gigs at the moment or there's no gigs at the moment and I don't know when there will be anything coming back so yeah I think it's more about creating at the moment than it is about performing but yeah I've had a lot of, I've been performing since I was 18 I've performed in folk groups performed in choirs different bands different original bands, cover bands to earn money, done a lot of different training, and then I've taught vocals as well. So yeah, I've accumulated a lot of different experiences. And I think because I've been very open-minded, I don't, I'm open-minded to music with, you know, rock music, classical music, pop music, blues, jazz. I'll do, I'll do anything really, because I think it's, it's better to be open. I think you've more influences and you've more choice then. Yeah, completely. One of the things that I've noticed doing the show the last couple of weeks is that the art, all of the artists that we've had so far are quite diverse in that like they'll have their chosen art style, the thing they love doing the most, but then they'll do other things. So, you know, you might have a painter who also sculpts a little bit or makes jewelry or, you know, and it's just fascinating to see even musicians, you know, they'll say, oh yeah, okay, I gig, but I also write music. I teach music. I do this, that, the other thing I do choirs. So it's, it's amazing that you can see that like, cause we all struggle. Like it's, it's not a, it's not a set. Oh, this is my job. I get paid nine to five kind of thing that we do all have to diversify. Oh yeah, yeah, it's all about, I mean, I think art and music are never something you really do for for money, well maybe a bit, but not, you kind of do it more for the love of it really, but there's nothing more satisfying when you like, you know, have a picture painted or you get a design printed on something or you hear your song back and people like it, that to me is just better than any payment, I have to remember that though when you're when you're very broke and struggling to eat or something, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, you know, the, the kind of the good feelings that you get from creating something are nice, but also, you know, sandwiches are nice too. 
<laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So because you're not gigging at the minute, and I know you said that you're, you're creating at the minute as well, but kind of what else are you doing to keep yourself ticking over while we're still in lockdown? Well, I've been doing, I've been doing a lot of uh, sewing. I was sewing a patchwork quilt. I was also been, I've been doing a few designs. I, you know, I have a few pictures and t-shirts prints on sale in the, the icon factory in town and shout out to Virgil Coughlin and Aga in there because they're great. So I do sell a few t-shirts and prints there. So I'm just kind of doing a few more prints for when things open up again. I'm also just working on how I'm going to record Broken Illusion, you know, what kind of, I'm kind of arranging what kind of instruments to put into it and, you know, um, where I'm going to record it. And I haven't been writing music as such during this period because I have 16 songs that I have yet to record. So I've kind of gone into mode of not writing at the moment but I'm also minding my little nephew Russell at the moment yes. and you can probably hear him in the background <laughs> shout out to Russell shout out to Russell he's a great artist as well so yeah I've been I've been doing a bit of stuff with him during during the lockdown so yes it's uh it's quite fun oh yeah he has a painting here I'll just put it up here but I know you're, this is kind of more of a recording, but yeah. Oh, wow, he's, that's great. He's interested in painting and art as well. So he's very good. We definitely have to encourage that. Keep him going. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I love, I've done like summer camps as well with kids over the years. And I just think something like a program for self-esteem. I'd love to do something with kids like self-esteem through art and music because I feel there's so much technology nowadays you know I think kids I think art is very grounding for kids you know it's very tactile and I think it's very positive in in developing their self-esteem in a, in a healthy way absolutely yeah which brings me to my next point I see here that uh, you've been involved with the Dublin Simon community as well yeah I um I worked as a full-time volunteer in a detox rehab for a whole year and I was a member of the Simon community for seven years. I used to do the soup run and I used to do the social clubs. And then I would gig every year at the Christmas concert, the Christmas party for the homeless. And one year the High Hopes Choir were there and the conductor wasn't there. So I actually had to conduct them for their Christmas concert for the, the Christmas party meal, which was a, a bit of an experience because they have been quite big on RTE. I know, I know you'll see uh, David Brophy doing the choir for the carers now, but he did the choir for the homeless. And it was quite nice to be connected with the High Hopes Choir because my dad taught art in school. So it was very, it was a nice, um, it was a nice link. So yeah, no, I did a lot of, and it really taught me a lot about human nature, you know, Life is very fragile. We're all like, think, I think people think they kind of, you know, they have the right to judge other people or look down on them, but we're all very fragile. You know, people don't understand this. We're all human beings. We all very fragile. We all have emotions. We all have different things that have happened to us in life and we all have different breaking points. And it's just a matter of maybe break, having a breaking point and maybe they're not being sufficient supports. You know, we are all very fragile. So, you know, it can, it can really happen to anybody. And I think people are starting to realize that more than ever over the past couple of years. But when I worked in volunteer in the Simon community, it was kind of more of 
you know, like the ordinary Joe wasn't really struggling with homelessness. It was more, you know, people who had addiction issues. But it really opened my eyes to everything, really. And I think, you know, having gone through my own depression and stuff, I, I was definitely had, I had more compassion for people who maybe had addictions or couldn't work or had found themselves in, you know, unbelievably hard circumstances, you know. So definitely, but it was, it was a great experience to, to be involved in something like that. You know, I, I definitely recommend it. I think it's very good to help, but it's very good for you and for the human soul as well to, um, to volunteer. And it really, you know, humbles you as well to some, some of these people, how, how much they cope. Like, I, I wouldn't be able to cope, you know, uh, being... Some guys used to say they used to spend four days in a row going around wet clothes, you know, walking the streets if if they were they were in the rain constantly. You know, those kind of experiences just yeah. So that, that was that was great. That was a, a really positive time in my life helping out with the sign community. And I would still at Christmas time go back and do the concerts there. Yeah, no, it is genuinely heartbreaking what what people can go through and and the fact that others can just kind of brush them off, you know. Yeah, and a lot of it for me is uh, your childhood experiences. I think your childhood, we all have a different childhood, and I think your childhood is your foundation. And some of us have good childhoods, and some of us have mediocre childhoods, and some of us have very troubled childhoods. And sometimes you cope quite well when you're younger, but then as an adult, you might struggle to come to terms with a lot of the, a lot of the cracks in your foundation. So, yeah, that can lead to addictions and mental health issues and homelessness and... So I just think, yeah, we just need to kind of look out for each other more, and especially during this this time now at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. We pick it up a little bit just because we don't want to get too too grim on the show. I know this this stuff happens absolutely. It's we, we'll try and keep it kind of a little bit lighthearted. So it says here that you have sung for a animated film. Do you want to talk about that as well? Recorded uh, vocals on this animation. It was called Genesis. It was an animation for like. It's just retelling the story of the Bible. So I did all the backing vocals on that and I did all the vocals, the female vocals on it. And it was added to an animation and the work was beautiful. So it was, it was previewed in, in, in Poland now a few years ago. But it was mainly I was just in a recording studio doing vocals. A lot of it was quite classical. And it was lovely to see it all come together along with the animation because some of the animation was beautiful, some of the artwork. Yeah, so, so that, that took, so these projects would come in and Terry Merrick does a lot of them in his studio, in the Origins studio. And I would also, I would work a lot with him on, on various projects for people that have songs that they want recorded or film backing different things. Brilliant. So where is the best place for people to keep up to date with you? Well, I have... Basically, I have a SoundCloud page and then I have a Facebook page at songstresskira.com and I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, but mainly my, sound, my SoundCloud page as well, if anyone wants to drop me a little comment. Yeah, definitely. And they can hear your music as well. They can hear all my music on, on Kira Moore and SoundCloud. Cool. So for anybody listening at home that's really in, into music and would like to kind of get into it themselves what kind of advice could you give them but he's just getting into songwriting yeah songwriting performing that kind of thing best advice is to be open to be open to everything be like a sponge just every day you know if there's a quote you hear 
if there is a conversation here, always be on the lookout for nice phrases and nice words. And, you know, there is music everywhere. There's like, there's beats going on everywhere and there's, there's lyrics everywhere. They're all around you. You just have to listen. You just have to open up and listen to conversations that people are having, things that are happening in the world. And so externally, you need to be mindful of your surroundings and what's going on, but also internally as well, because there's a lot of stuff going on inside that you need to be aware of and that can inspire you. So yeah, awareness and being open, being open and you can learn so much from other people as well and other musicians and, you know, listening to different various music and nature. I would spend a lot of time in nature. I think it's very, it really rejuvenates you. You know, sometimes when I'm in a very cluttered environment, I can't find that space I need to create, but the sea or nice bit of greenery will just give you the space in your head to create. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a good piece of advice actually as well is listen to other styles of music, listen to other musicians, see what they're doing, see what you can take from that and apply to your own style. Yeah, and just be open. Like don't close yourself off to anything. You know, don't you know yourself, Katie. Just don't close yourself off to anything. Like I'm not listening to that music. I'm not going here. I'm not doing this. Just be open and it's just just all around you. That's what I would like even keep a little notebook of just, you know, pictures that inspire you and quotes that inspire you and conversations and little things that happened in your day that made you feel a certain way. These are little things that I do. Even if someone says something and it triggers something in you, write it down. Anything that impacts you in the day. Yeah, that's great advice. Yeah, just carry a notebook and, and when something happens straight away, just record it so you don't forget. Mm-hmm. So is there anything that you would like to talk about that we haven't talked about yet? Let me see. No, I think we've covered a lot. I think, no, just like to, there's a lot of different artists, you know, creating things out there, you know. I'd like to mention two artists, Virgil Coughlin, Aga in the Icon Factory. They, you know, two great artists. They're creating loads of stuff if you can support them. Terry Merrick, always available for recording in the recording studio. And I have another great friend of mine who is a very talented, he writes musicals, Paul Redmond. He wrote a great musical in The Helix. And, you know, maybe check out his work as well. He's always, he's a great songwriter. He's always writing songs and musicals and things. So, you know, those are just a few artists out there. I just want to give a, a shout out to. Brilliant. We definitely love doing shout outs. The more art, the better. <laughs> and of course, yourself, Katie. Mannequin oh. Blue. Well, yeah, but I'm here every week. It's, you know, so we're, yeah. we're, we're fine. I'm, you know, we don't need to shout me out or anything. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be here next week. It's all good. And I want to say just thank you for having me on. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thank you for, for coming on. Like, it's, it's definitely been a pleasure and we want to keep the show as to support as many artists as we can. This is the whole point. And it wouldn't make sense to exclude any one kind of art style. Like I, I actually had somebody message me and say, hey, are you taking musicians on the show? And I said, well, music is art. So absolutely. You know, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's been an absolute pleasure. It's really great chatting to you. And we will put the links to your, your social media and your SoundCloud and everything with this podcast so that people can actually find it and see it and hear it and support you and definitely support Kira because she's amazingly talented and her songs are beautiful and you just you just need them in your life you just do oh thank you Katie thanks so much uh, anytime <laughs>
And Kira has been so generous as to send us her song Smash the Glass to include on the show, so we're going to attach it to the end of this episode for anyone who'd like to have a listen. So if you enjoyed this episode of Doing It For The Exposure and would like to hear more in the future, make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at D-I-F-T-E Podcast. You can also check out our stream on nerdtoknowmedia.com. We stream weekly on Spotify, SoundCloud, and YouTube. Thank you so much for listening.
Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.